Welcome to another episode of the Minority Trailblazer Podcast. And I'm your host, Greg E. Hill, the Culture Change Agent. Um, you already know, I'm excited about today's episode, today's guest. And before I get to him, get to the episode, get to the show, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. I know I say thank you about every day podcast, but seriously, I mean, we have almost, we're, we're at 1700 downloads. We're rapidly approaching 2000 downloads and it's only been, it's December 23rd right now. It's only been a month and we already reached that plateau. So Thank you, everyone, for supporting. Please continue to share it with your friend that could benefit from it. I mean, I, I, I definitely appreciate it. And please do not forget, especially for those that have iPhones or are listening via iTunes, please leave a rating and review. It really helps the show and it helps us um, continue to grow and get better. So without further ado, I wanted to introduce our guest to the show. I'm excited about this brother. I've, I've known him for almost two years. He helped out with um, I Can't Buy Down with Kendrick Dowdy for a quarter's basketball. And um, he's just been a blazing. He's a creative soul. This show is going to be very impactful for new entrepreneurs that are, are juggling jobs and their own business, specifically for fashion designers and people in that fashion space, creative space, creative community. So I definitely think you can get a lot from the show. And man, I, we got 40 minutes of jam-packed stories, jam-packed details, and jam-packed things that hopefully can inspire you wherever you're at. In your journey, in your career, in your life, in your relationship, whatever, it can inspire you and help you take it to the next level. And for those that are unfamiliar with this show, this show is showcasing minorities in a variety of fields that are really trailblazing a whole new trail, pushing the culture forward. And it, the, the sole purpose is to educate, empower, and inspire our future and current generation of leaders. So without further ado, I am I am thrilled. I am, I mean, if there was a button, red button right now, I push and lift off. That's what kind of excited I am to bring my brother, my boy, James Murchison, CEO of Honorale Clothing to the Minority Trailblazer podcast. Welcome to the show, brother. Appreciate you having me, man. Happy to be here. No problem, no problem, no problem, no problem, man. I know he's getting over a cold right now, so you hear a little sniffling, a little coughing. Don't charge, don't charge it to him, all right? Bear with me, man. Bear with me. So before I dig in, and so the world can kind of know what who you are and what Honor Riley is or represents, I want to kind of break down the show so anybody that's listening out there. To all first-time listeners, the show goes like this. First phase, we talk about James and his career, what he does, who he is personally. The second phase is more actionable steps. So um, we're going to discuss in depth about Honor Riley, how it started, how he's been able to gain the momentum he has today. And then in the third phase, we talk about the future. And I'm a big proponent of planning your future because anybody that wants to be successful in any field, they have to plan where they want to be. So we're going to talk about the future Honor Riley and what he has next. And then the last round, the most exciting round, we're going to take him to the culture change round where we ask Five rapid fire questions to kind of get his habits, his books, and just just to pick into the mindset of James, man. So let's go ahead and kick it off, man. James, explain to our audience who you are first, personally, and then talk to him a little bit about Honor Honor Riley. All right, man. I'm just a young black male out here trying to change the culture of my city, man. Born and raised in Raleigh, been here all my life. Um, I got a passion for shoes, uh, a mean passion for clothing. I put them together. Started making shirts to match shoes, man. Took off from there. Um, 
I was sitting on my couch one day talking to my boys about how everybody's always asking me why you don't have a store. And I was like, man, the time's right, I'll do it. Um, the time came right, man. I had an idea, came up with Honor Raleigh, found a location, ran with it from there. Got you, got you. So we're going we're gonna to dig a little deeper into that once we uh, once we kind of, the, the next round, we kind of um, get a chance to talk about before Honor Raleigh, before the shirts, before the store. Who was that, James, before that, man? But before we do, we're going to go into the quotes because everybody that knows me know I'm the one of the biggest quote guys probably in the history of the United States. And I just love quotes to get the, the ball rolling and get the get the positive juices and energy rolling. So in the podcast, y'all know if y'all listen before, we're going to have James give us a quote, his favorite quote, and one story, how he applies it to his life. So take us, take us there, James. All right. I don't think it's any more perfect quote that I live by day to day. I learned while watching the great debaters, man. And it goes, I'm doing what I have to do now so I can do what I want to do later. And I apply that to my everyday life. Um, I get up every morning at 630. I uh, run my father's cleaning service. I make sure people are in place. He likes to say I manage people, time and money. I make sure employees are in place. I get them all the supplies they need. Uh, I take them to show them the jobs. I drop them off in the morning. I pick them back up and I bounce from job to job between Raleigh, Durham and surrounding areas every day. And it drives me when I get out of bed, when I don't feel like moving, when I don't feel like answering my phone calls or going back into town and running to some small errands for the next day. It's just I tell myself I'm doing what I have to do now so I can do what I want to do later. I'm going to put this hard work in now so I can relax later. That's my favorite quote. Man, that's huge, man, because everybody probably out there that, that follows James on Instagram or Honor Riley on Instagram, they probably don't know that you, this is not even, that's not even your full-time hustle right now. Exactly, man, exactly. That's, that's not even your full-time hustle right now, man. So explain a little bit, how'd you get into your father's business? I just, I'm just curious, how'd you get into your father's business? Okay, uh, my dad, I'm 27. My dad's opened up a cleaning service before I was born, a year before I was born, so he's been there for 28 years. So ever since I came into this world, I saw my dad. Uh, he first started off cleaning office buildings late night, kind of like T.I. did on um, the movie he had. ATL, uh, right? ATL, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Kind of like T.I. and ATL, kind of like the girls on Set It Off. You know what I'm saying? They was all doing the cleaning thing at night. That's what my dad did. And uh, from there, he just he had, a, he had a regular job. and He did this in the afternoon with my mom, and it took off. And he was fortunate enough to... I retired from his other job and go full time into the cleaning service. And he's been successful with it, very successful with it. And um, since I was 13, old enough to work, I was on job sites, cleaning windows, vacuuming, doing the whole nine. And it got to the point, you know, when I got my license, it was, okay, go take this crew here. Take that crew there. I would come home every summer from college or wherever I was and just work, 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 work. That's how I financed myself. I would save all my money from the summer to get me through to the next summer. And um, I've always had a passion for shoes, and that's where I would get my shoe money from, you know what I'm <laughs> uh-huh. saying, save up and stuff like that from. Wow, wow. That's big. That's big. That's big. So um, I know right now you you're you have one of the hottest T-shirt, um, apparel, everything brands in North Carolina right now. But a lot of people don't know you or your company specifically for Honor Riley. I know you started on Backstabbers. So I want to kind of take us back. But back, but a little bit back before backstabbers, and let the world know how. Okay, because I know you spoke about you sitting on the couch and say, "I'm just gonna make shirts," but I know it ain't that easy, man. So, walk us through that process when you decided, a, 
this is a business I want to start and B, bringing that idea to fruition. Oh, man. OK, this is this is an uh, in-depth story. OK, um, before then, I was just a young black kid addicted to clothes, addicted <laughs> to shoes. You know what I'm saying? I was in school. I was uh, trying to figure out which next phone positive was going to drop, which next Jordan was going to drop. Uh, I was addicted to polos. I had every polo shirt, polo hats, polo boots, polo jeans, the whole nine. You know what I'm saying? So I've always had a thing for clothes and shoes. And what happened was <clears throat> I was researching Letterman jackets, how to make a Letterman jacket. And I was like, I just want to I just want to make my own Letterman jacket, put a whole bunch of different stuff on patches on the sleeves. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's all I want to do. So I got to an article about making a Letterman jackets. And the guy who wrote the article actually had a clothesline. And he was like, uh, it's not that hard to start your own clothesline. And I, it started reading. As I was reading, I was sitting to my girlfriend. She was sitting to the left of me, girlfriend mm-hmm. at the time. And my roommate was sitting to the right. And I was explaining to her the story I was telling him about how some of my friends uh, had betrayed me and lied and been talking junk behind my back. And I was like, they're a bunch of backstabbers. So we were having a conversation about them being backstabbers <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and a conversation and a conversation um, about Letterman jackets at the same time. So when I was reading the story, I just got more and more prepared to make my own clothing line because he was like, uh, it's not that hard. You know what I'm saying? He was like, uh, start your own brand. He said, create a name that's timeless. It spans over generations and everybody can relate to. And at the same time, I'm sitting there telling them, I was like, yeah, they're a bunch of backstabbers. So backstabbers kept playing in my mind. And then I was like, okay, okay, um, that's a dope name. You know what I'm saying? Like, it spans over generations because my parents listened to the OJs back in the day. Backstabbers, what they do. They smiling in your face. You know what I'm saying? All the time they want to take your place. Uh, something everybody can relate to. Everybody's been um, stabbed before in the back. You know what I'm saying? And, um... It's timeless. It's just a timeless name. And that moment right there, I just had an idea like, boom, why don't I create a clothing line and call it Backstabbers? Wow. That's huge, man. That's huge. That's huge. So when you, okay, you said you were reading, right? And you read it and you said, oh, it's not that hard. And you said, oh, okay, I'm going I'm to start a clothing line called Backstabbers. But what did you do next? Okay. From there, I went to a sneaker expo. Okay, and a guy there, a local guy, he was there, and um, basically he asked me to take pictures in a couple of his shirts, and he was like, "Oh man, I see you a sneakerhead." He's, like, "I'm trying to help. I'm trying to start. You know, what I'm saying doing clothes created for shoes." And I was like, "I feel you. I feel you." And I was like, mm, "I can do it better though." You know what I'm saying? In my mind, so I started. Uh, I got with him. He was like, "Yo, if you need any help, if you need anything, just let me know." Uh, I got with him. He created my first couple shirts, right? I got him my first idea. I got somebody, a graphic artist, to come up with a logo for me. I sent it to him and how I wanted it done. And that was my first big issue was getting my first shirts printed because he did them for me, but he didn't do them the way I asked. So we started going at it. I wanted it one way. I wanted a, a vertical logo on my shirt with the back with the knife, a sword with the letters backstabbers and the sword. He did it and stretched it out so bad. You couldn't even tell what the image was. And I was just so upset. So we were going back and forth. I was like, I don't feel like I should pay for these. (laughs) So basically, my first time even working with somebody for Backstabbers, I felt like I was stabbed in the back by him. Because I was like, bro, like, come on, man. You wouldn't sell these yourself. You know what I'm saying? So that was the end of our relationship right there. And I was just like, look, I mean, there's Backstabbers everywhere. And I've known this dude all my life. So that was the first story to towards that so then i got my sister and she gave me a screen printer she had been using and that's where it started all right there i started getting my first shirts really printed up quality shirts and um 
it's been history ever since, man. Wow. So so let's go to the let's go to the second phase, right? So you got backstabbers. And and it's doing pretty well. So how did you how did you for all this? Because I want this to kind of speak to um, our small businesses and our entrepreneurs out there that have a brand or they have idea and they got the concept. They just first start, but now they're saying, "How can I get my message out to other people?" Because what you've been able to do with the, with backstabbers, the brand, and honor Raleigh now. How did you? How are you able to kind of get other people to follow your movement and enjoy what you're doing and support you? Great question, bro. Great question. I feel like my authenticity really got me far. Being a member of the Sneakerhead group, I was in line every Saturday morning waiting for shoes with them. You know what I'm saying? I was at every Sneaker Expo already with my table set up. So it just coagulated perfectly. And my one of my biggest uh, nodes is that I feel like I caught the Instagram wave perfectly. You know what I'm saying? Like when I first started... I was all on Twitter and Facebook and Facebook. I might get a couple likes here. Twitter. It was with the Twitter world. You have to, first of all, you have to hope people read what you're tweeting and that they feel like clicking the link you're sending them or tweeting and go take the time to look at it. Then you got to wait for it to load up for the picture to load. So it's a, it's a, it's too many extra steps with Twitter. If you know what I'm saying. And with Instagram, Instagram is built for nosy people who want to see what how other people are living, and it's all picture-based. And it's so easy to get your point across on Instagram if you have a business. And I caught that Instagram wave perfectly. My first pictures were all shoes because I was just, you know what I'm saying, getting started with shoes and everything. And then about a couple weeks later, I got into posting pictures of the clothes, and boom, I caught the Instagram wave perfectly. Yeah. That's why I feel like people believe in me, support my movement, because they've seen it from scratch. So many of these other people got on Instagram when I got on Instagram. And there's so many people that tell me, bro, I remember when you first started, your first expos, when you got your uh, legal documents, your articles of incorporation, everything. So they've seen me grow from the ground up, literally. So I, I take away three major points right there that anybody can relate to. One, one you were originally part of that community. Like you, you didn't just say, okay, oh, this is an opportunity to make money or to make this. You are already passionate about sneakers and you, this is already, this is in your lane. So, hey, that was the first point I got. Second, you didn't just start off your first Instagram post. Hey guys, got t-shirts, body, body shirts or buy this, buy, buy, buy. No, you first off, okay, organically. Here's my shoes. You kind of fed them there. Boom. And then you slowly but surely got into your product. And I've never seen you post a product, uh, just post a, a regular post of a shirt. Hey, buy these now. No, it's always a store behind it or some kind of pitch or something like that. And that's huge. And the third, which I liked it, you were transparent about the journey as far as, hey, okay, here, I just, this is when I first started my business. Here's the sneaker expo. It wasn't just product, product, product. People that support your brand, they're supporting you because they believe in you. It's not just, oh, what advice would you have for anybody out there thinking about starting their own businesses or exclusively starting their own clothing brand? What kind of advice would you give them today? Great question. My advice, I'm not even going to lie to you, man. Like Most of the time people ask me, I say, don't do it. It's not an easy road. I've had many failures with it. And I think um, my me being in the sneaker game, the sneaker culture really is what, what saved me from not failing. But uh, do your research, man. That's the best thing I can tell you. This is not an easy job. Uh, people, oh, why don't you just go buy a? I'm going to buy all the screen print material. I'm just going to screen print in my, in my basement. 
No, it's not that simple, man. It's photography comes in this. You have to do negative stills. You have to have a dark room. Like it's so much that goes into screen printing, and people think it's just so easy. So I would say do your research, get lots of quotes. You have to get a tax ID number so you can get your t-shirts at wholesale prices. Like it's it's a lot you have to do. But main thing is do your research. Don't just jump in this and think, oh, I'm just gonna start doing t-shirts. Like it's not that simple. It's really not. Do you think? Your father being an entrepreneur and have that background allowed you to understand what doing research is. Because, I mean, we might have some college people listening or some people that really, they say do research. They really don't know what research means. So can you break it down into the simplest form of, if I'm trying to research or start anything, what type of research should I be doing or where can I where can I find out how? Okay, I'm going to give you two parts of the answer, answer to that question. My first thing is I didn't do my research. That's why I say do your research. My father, his biggest thing he instilled in me was hustling. My dad's always been a hustler. He's always had more than one way to get money. So my hustling mentality is what really drove me and pushed me. It's, okay, I can do this. I know I can do it. I just got to figure out who I need to go to, what I need to do, how I need to do it. I can do it myself if somebody teaches me. So I didn't do the research at first, which is something I regret. But that's why I tell them, do your research now. And in research, I say you need to, like I said, you need to go downtown, go to your trademark infringement office. You need to copyright your logo. You need to trademark it. And then it's, it can go as deep as trademark and copyright. You can start in just the state you're in or you could do the country. So say if I want to do honor Raleigh, I could, Raleigh being a state in North Carolina, I don't really have to uh, copyright trade copyright myself in the country. I can just copyright trademark it in North Carolina because Raleigh is the place I'm trying to market to, and that's my brand name. It's not going to be a Raleigh, uh, California, you know what I'm saying, or Raleigh, New York. So that's why I say I don't have to do it. But backstabbers, I had to do a full U.S. because anybody could do that in any different state and ran with it. So that's why you have to do your trademark, get your trademark and copyright down pat. Um, wholesale license, like I said, tax ID number. You got to get your tax ID number so you can get your wholesale license so you can buy T-shirts at a good price. You have to get a screen printer, a dependable screen printer. You have to check times. Like most screen printers are two weeks out. You have to you get them a shirt now. They'll say, I have it done in two and a half, three weeks because they got so many orders already lined up. So you have to start strategically ordering your shirts ahead of event time. You know what I'm saying? If you got an event a month from now, you need to order now so you can have them ready ahead of time with pictures ready to go. So it goes on to every minute detail. When I say research, I mean research, fabrics, polyesters, cotton, blends. Uh, hand spun cotton, ring spun cotton. You have so many different types of materials and that you have to go through and learn what'll stick to this, what won't, will this wash off? Uh, is this material uh, good for people who like to exercise so it can uh, wick the sweat off of them? It's so much that goes into it. You have to learn weights. You got 3.2 ounce shirts. You got 4.8 ounce shirts. You got to know what is what's in style. You have to uh, almost have somebody who's a fashion forecaster around you, somebody who keeps up with the fashion world and can tell you, hey, look, these uh, crop sweatshirts are about to drop uh, at most outlet and most stores. And uh, you need to jump jump on this wave now so people can see you have them ahead of time or right when Old Navy has them or the mall has them or BB has them. You know what I'm saying? So you got to stay ahead of everything with fashion forecasting. You have to start dropping your winter apparel right now. I just uh, told you earlier we talked I'm getting ready to drop my fall collection, my jackets, right now while it's still warm so people can see them. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to wait till the winter when it's freezing out and everybody's bought their jackets. I want you to come buy your first jacket for me. Mm -hmm. So there's so much that goes into it when I say it's more than just starting a t-shirt line. And that's why I say (laughs) you got to really do your research. 
That's that's huge, man. That's huge. And there's a lot of takeaways from that. But I'm gonna let the I'm gonna let the audience digest all that. I got a okay. question, man. Um, okay. how do you deal with and I think anybody relate in any kind of field, competition? Because you're in one of the most competitive markets right now. T shirt, everybody in their mama, like we said, discussed, has a, a brand of selling shirts and you go to Macy's, you go anywhere in the country and buy shirts. How do you make your brand and what you're doing stand out more than the competitors? Great question, man. Great question. Um, I've actually been trying to figure out the best way to put this. And I told my boy the other day, I think the main thing is just separation. I'm going to start, I'm going to start pound sign and hashtag it separation under all my pictures. Because what I'm striving to, striving to do is to separate myself from everybody else. And with everybody else, most of the people, I'm not going to say everybody else, most of the people are t-shirt. They want to make a t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Me, I'm separating myself because I'm dro- I'm dropping lifestyle apparel and, and collections. I'm doing jackets. I'm doing toboggans, hats, five panels, uh, snapbacks. Uh, uh, you got the uh, bucket caps. You know what I'm saying? I'm dropping joggers. I'm dropping, I'm <laughs> dropping uh, sweat shorts. I'm dropping sweatshirts. I'm dropping button-ups. I'm just coming out of my button-ups now. So I got to get to the short sleeve button-ups, you know what I'm saying, the polo-style T-shirt. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to hit every available uh, aesthetic piece that anybody would want to have in their repertoire for every season. And I think that's the main thing I'm doing now. I'm priding myself on separation. So they be like, oh, what you do? I, do, I make T-shirts. What do you do, James? I drop lifestyle apparel collections. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. I got jackets. I, you could have a full outfit on from from head to toe with strictly honor Riley. And you could have sweatpants. You can have I'm getting ready to make boxers, you know what I'm saying? Down to wow. t-shirts, button-ups, a light jacket with a heavy jacket on top, a toboggan, you know what I'm saying, a hat, all of the above. So I think that's the main thing I use to do I separation. I separate myself from the competition. Whatever way they're going, I'm going left. They're going right, I'm going left. And then I think that I pride myself on the fact that I do not make anything I would not wear. Ooh, not ooh say, say that, that say that again because I mean, <clears throat> say that again, bro. I do not make anything I would not wear, and that goes for everything I do, like in life, in fashion, and down to food. As much as I love fashion, I love food, and I don't cook anything that I wouldn't eat. <laughs> you know what I'm if I if I make a restaurant like I don't eat pork, I'm not gonna sell pork in my restaurant because mm-hmm. I'm just proud of myself. I don't eat pork. I don't like pork, so I'm not gonna sell pork. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. so, uh, people ask me, "Oh, make tie dye?" Hell no, I'm not making tie dye. I don't like tie dye. I would never wear that. <laughs> I'm not making any crazy colored stuff because I wouldn't wear that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna make any uh, fitted fitted t-shirts so you can see your heart beating. No, because I wouldn't wear that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna make anything I would not wear. So if you see any piece in my store, I would wear it. And uh, I guess that stems from me loving fashion. Every time I step out of the house, every time I go to the club, yo, I like your shirt, I like your pants. You know what I'm saying? So I've gotten so used to that that I pride myself on not making anything that I wouldn't wear. Man, that's that's great advice, man, for anybody in any industry. As far as say right now, I'm a speaker. I don't talk about things that I didn't do. I don't talk about things that I read from a book. I just do what's on my heart because people can realize fakeness from a mile away exactly. or something that you just, okay, now it's hot now. Let me release it. They can feel that. It's just like even, I ain't gonna lie, even with Instagram, sometimes back in the day, I used to do a post. I was like, dang, man, I need to drop. I ain't dropped something in a while, but I was, and I, I throw it out there. It even feel the same because I'm like, yo, I, I, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't natural. 
that's not my and it's not my lane. It's not my strengths. And I think you, I mean that's huge right there. Did you understand that at such a such an early age and, and thing like no? Okay, that's not where I want to go. And the clothing game is so easy to get caught up in trends, and it's, it's it's really refreshing to hear from you, especially in being an emerging brand that you're not trying to do anything possible just to stay ahead. You're gonna stay true to yourself. Exactly, man. My boys tell me all the time, man. Listen to Nipsey Hussle and stuff like that, man. It's a marathon. This ain't a sprint, man. It's a marathon. I want to be around for a long time. I'd rather be able to run 30 miles and win a marathon than be able to run two miles real quick and win that race. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be here and be gone this year. I want to be around for a while, man. So you said it earlier, man. Just sticking in your lane. Staying in your lane. That's what I do, man. I stay in my lane. I make a pair of the outwear that I would like to see other people wear, and it's got me this far. And, and honestly, and I'm about to go to the last round, that makes it easy for you to kind of talk to people about your product and, and to sell it because, I, you know, you, you realize how sometimes people like selling insurance or selling something they really don't want to sell, how uncomfortable they are when they're selling it. They're like, it's not natural. They're like, it's kind of like, eh. but when, you, when you're comfortable, when you're confident in, in what you, in who you are, what you're doing and why you're doing it, it's so easy to talk about what you're selling or to promote your product or just to be natural when you're around because you know you're not trying to get over anybody. It is what it is. So, man, that's huge, dog. So, Let's transition to the to the third round, and that is basically we want to know about the future. And I know you kind of touched on it right now, but within the next three to six months, what can we be expecting from Honor Raleigh? Man, these next three months, man, this is where I shine at, man. I love the fall, winter times, man, the seasons. When these seasons come along, I, I, I like to say personally, this is where you can see who really can dress. You know what I'm saying? The fall and <laughs> winter. Summertime, anybody can put on some cargo shorts and a tank top or t-shirt That's and be me. like, I'm fly. You know what I'm saying? But nah, the winter is where the people, the people who, the real fashionable people shine. It's during the winter and fall seasons because you have to layer. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you have to have a t-shirt. You have to have a button-up. You have to have a jacket on top of that. You have to make it fall, fit correctly. You have to have your denim down. You have to have your boots. You know what I'm saying? You got to have toboggan, gloves. This is where you really shine. You know what I'm saying? So this is my time. I love these next three months coming up. I don't like the cold weather, but I do love dressing for it. So <clears throat> I guess you could say that that's one of these my, one of my favorite times coming up. For Honor Riley, uh, I just finished putting in my fall collection for my jackets, my order for that. I have three jackets coming. Uh, I'll have them before this drop, so I can go ahead and tell you about them. <laughs> I've got, I've got a... Uh, I've got a raincoat, a camo raincoat, okay? I've got a camo puff jacket, and I have a camo flight coat. Wow. And, um, I'm going to leave it light like that. It's a, it's a lot more uh, pieces to the puzzle with it, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot more accoutrements involved, but I'll leave it light. With hold it. on, hold on. Stop, stop. What is an accoutrement? What's that mean? <laughs> accoutrement is uh, anything you add on, accessory, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So the accoutrements, like your watch. Your coot- a watch be your accoutrement to your suit. You know what I'm saying? I know you love suits. So those are your accoutrements. Your bracelet, your watch, <laughs> your, uh, your, your tie clip, whatever you wear. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Those are your accoutrements. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. I, I, man, golly, man, you done hit me with a couple verbs and stuff like that today, man. And, <laughs> and the, for all your audiences that, that, that don't know, James, he went to UNCG, but he didn't take the the the, the normal route. I mean, of course, if I mind me saying, can I say, James, you didn't take you four years to graduate, did it? Nah, man, I didn't. I didn't even start at UNCG. I started at Lewisburg College, man. I um, I'm not even going front, man. I wasn't. I wasn't. I'm not big on school, man. I wasn't big on school. I went to school for my parents' money too. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So uh, I started at Lewisburg College. I went there for two years. I transferred to UNCG, and um, 
took me a while there. I got, you know what I'm saying? I had my failures. I had my troubles. I got kicked out of school, put on probation for academics, got kicked out of school, took a year off, went back, came home, did not want to be home. Home with my parents. Where are you going? It's 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm going to have fun. What do you mean where I'm going? You need to stay at home and get some sleep so you go to work in the morning. I said, oh, man, I could not do this. Put me back in college. Mm-hmm. So I went back college and I was more focused than ever man I got the best grades I ever made but it took me failing falling on my butt to see that you know what I'm saying and uh, then I went back to UNCG I got my degree man and um came back home <laughs> still didn't want to come still did come home we got an apartment did not come back home um, <laughs> but I uh, got got focused man that's when backstabber started man right when I got back home and that's huge, man, because it's like you, you don't said two freaking vocabulary words I've never heard in my dang life. I mean, you the research and the amount of uh, when you talked about the T-shirts, the amount of research you have done already. And it's like you didn't take the regular route. It, it took you a long time to get that degree as well earned. And I want everybody out there for those people that might not have a 4.0 or right now that are working at a job that may be kind of a little bit beneath them. Do not give up hope. You keep grinding, keep shining because. This guy right here is on fire right now. The, the, the winter's his, the summer's his, and and this is this is he already got spring 2015 popping. The Drake would say. So I hope y'all really are recognizing what's going on and really putting yourself in the shoes if you're not where you want to be right now. So um, I'm gonna get a little deep on you, dog. Okay. Like I tell, oh, to touch on that, like you just said, man, just tell them, man, they doing what they got to do now so they can do what they want to do later. Period. It just ties right back. Getting everything you just said. If you're not where you want to be in life, if you're not where you want to be, get yourself a, a timetable. Set yourself up a timetable. You know what I'm saying? And school isn't for everybody. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't a big component of schools. I don't advocate school for everybody. Get you a trade, man. Get you a trade. Learn how to do carpentry. Learn how to do something so you can own your own business. And you don't have to pay anybody else. Bombs out here, man. I hope y'all listening. Get a trade, man. Own your own. Don't go to school, get $20,000 in debt, and you ain't learn no. nothing. It ain't, if it ain't oh. for you, it ain't for you. Don't matter what society say. Oh, you need to go to college. Okay, okay. What happens? And and I know some of y'all listeners out there. After y'all first year, y'all didn't make it back. And then you got that Sally Mae calling your phone. Twenty thousand. Where the money at? Where the money at? And they ain't give you a dang thing. So take his advice, man. So James, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna get zero to one hundred real quick. What type of legacy do you want to leave behind? Oh man, great question, man. I want to leave behind a legacy as. A kid from Raleigh who came from nothing and brought his city with him. I want to change the culture of Raleigh. Uh, most of my boys rap. Um, you know what I'm saying? Most of my boys do some type of art. I want to I want to be able to put everybody else in a place where they can be successful. I don't want to leave anybody behind. I want to be able to come around 10, 20 years from now. People say, that's James. That's the guy that put Raleigh on the map. You know what I'm saying? He's still here. He's still putting Raleigh on the map. I want my own flagship store. I want an Iron Raleigh store. But I want to be, I'm not going to lie, I want to be world known, worldwide known. I want to be able to change lives. You know what I'm saying? Um, my my biggest inspiration, man, other than my dad is Kanye, man. I love Yay, man. I love you. I feel like he's very misunderstood. And I feel like he has nothing but great things he wants to do for this world. And uh, I'm the same way. I want to be put in a position of power where I can use Use that power positively. I want to be able to give back. I want to go to these schools with Greg. I want to talk to the kids, help the youth. I want to set up programs to where, you know what I'm saying, they're doing good in school. We can give them shoes, give them clothes. I got a, 
Uh, tomorrow I'm going to the Boys and Girls Club. I got 50 pairs of shoes. People donated to me for back to school just to give to these kids. And for every pair of shoes they donated, I'm matching it with a free shirt for the kids. I'm donating donating my own 15 pair for myself. You know what I'm saying? But I want to spew positivity. I want to be placed in a position of power so I can place other position people in a position of power. And I want to be known as somebody who gave back and, and is still here. You know what I'm saying? Didn't get on and left everybody. He got on and brought everybody with him. And that's really, really what I want to be seen for. And a guy that could dress, knew his shoes, loved shoes, loved food, loved his family, and loved his city. Wow. That's powerful, man. That's powerful. And and, and on that note, we might go to the next round. Um, and we're going to go on to the culture change round, man. I'm going to ask you five questions. Rapid answer. And um, I just want you to kind of give a, give a taste kind of how you think, man. All right. You ready? I'm ready. What is the best piece of advice that you ever received? Oh, my dad, man. Nobody's going to pay you like you pay yourself, man. That's another quote. That was my second quote if I didn't use it. The other one. Ooh. Nobody is going to pay you like you pay yourself. However much that job's paying you, BB, uh, you working at a law firm, whatever you're doing, nobody is going to pay you like you pay yourself. I'll pay myself very nicely. So work for your damn self. <laughs> nobody is going to pay you like you pay yourself. Man, that's great. That's great. That's great, dog. <clears throat> that's huge. Um, what is one of your personal habits that you can attribute to your success? Mm. My personal habits that I can attend to attest to my success. That's a good question, man. Okay, I got a great answer for you. I study. I study so hard. Um, whenever I'm creating a new piece or product, I get on the web, I check out what other designers are doing. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm not biting what they're doing, but I'm seeing which way they're going with it. Like I said, a fashion forecaster is somebody who could notice the trends or what's changing in the times ahead of time. So even if I go to somebody's page, uh, a fashion designer I like, and see what materials they're using, you know what I'm saying? Oh, they want to come with suede jackets. Okay, that's a dope idea. You know what I'm saying? Like I might do leather but suede uh, accoutrements, you know what I'm saying, on the jacket. So I study so hard. Um, I look at the next shoe that's dropping, you know what I'm saying? If it's the next collection of shoes dropping, next wave of shoes has 3M on it, why not make T-shirts or sweatshirts or jackets with 3M on it, reflective material, so when somebody goes to Foot Locker and they got on their 3M reflective Jordans, they can come to my store and have a 3M reflective shirt to match. You know what I'm saying? So I check all trends. I study so hard. Um, I have a bad problem with sleeping. You know what I'm saying? I don't sleep much. So I'm pretty much up on the computer at all times. And um, study. when I say study, I study everything. Times, culture, the news. I study world star. I check everything, my all my surroundings, so I can see what's different. You know what I'm saying? What's hot, what's not. And um, I think I tested that study. I study a lot. And that goes into research, too. That can be qualified in research, too. But I study a lot. That's huge, man. That, man, you're giving us so many takeaways. I hope y'all listen, America. I hope y'all are. Um, what is your favorite book and why? Oh, man, that's a good question, man. You know, honestly, man, I'm, like I said, I'm so not an advocate of reading, man, <laughs> or school. Uh, if I had to have a favorite book. It could be man. a uh, – should we can we can answer this question a little bit. Um, we're going to say – if it's not a book, what is one thing that has thoroughly moved you in your life? Like, if it's not a book or if it's an event or a movie, what what name some or a time or event that has really moved you and why? Oh man, okay. Recently, recently, as of late, 
I've been really getting into Malcolm X, man. I really like Malcolm X, man. Autobiographies, I like the movie. I like everything he stood for, you know what I'm saying? He was, I basically paralleled my life to him. I was young, in trouble, acting a fool, out here in the streets, uh, chasing women all the time. And I had to learn to study my craft and to be peaceful. I have a terrible temper, you know what I'm saying? I'm learning to control that. And I'm just being peaceful, man, and standing up for what you believe in. That's why I said I want to change the culture. And I feel like I'd be a good advocate for being the face of Raleigh because I'm doing things in a positive manner. You know what I'm saying? I'm not hurting anybody. I'm trying to give people jobs. I'm trying to put people in a position of power. And this is all things that Malcolm would have done. And even changing my name, like, you know what I'm saying? Changing my name is something positive. Like, uh, backstabbers, you just had a negative connotation with it, man. So, honor Raleigh. I'm trying to honor Raleigh. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how serious it is. So I think even that, just that positive positivity, you know what I'm saying? Positivity. I think I'm getting that, taking a lot from my next with that. Dang, man, I'm, I'm blown because I didn't really get a touch into that because that was a big shift. And matter of fact, um, go into that, please. Please walk in, walk, walk, walk us into that. I know I'm, I'm going off script right now, but walk us in to why did you say backstabbers, which was a growing brain. Everybody around knew it. My biggest incident, man, it came from schools, man. I had lots of school teachers, you know what I'm saying, or assistants in school that were hitting me saying, or even students, the students, the young students, hitting me saying, yo, bro, uh, the teacher made me flip my shirt inside out today because it had a knife on it, or it said backstabbers, or it had uh, don't trust this B word, you know what I'm saying, on the front of my shirt. And the crazy part is, Certain people love that. They indulge into it. They loved it. They embraced it. But the masses, it wasn't good for the masses and for the look I was trying to portray for my brand. You know what I'm saying? So I had to take a step back. And that's where the honor came in, man. Being positive. You know what I'm saying? I was a negative person. I was, you know what I'm saying? Quote, unquote, hater. If I saw somebody I didn't like, I saw somebody I didn't like, what she got on? Why he wearing that? You know what I'm saying? And I had to I had to restructure uh, my brain to be positive, man. If you want positivity out of life, you have to spew positivity. So I had to teach myself how to be a positive person. And that, that, that whole thing came with the name change. And um, I just really want to get away from people saying, oh, teacher said I couldn't wear this. Or I couldn't wear that. Or, you know, what I'm saying people saying, well, you would not believe how many people ask me, what the hell you name a backstabbers for? You a backstabber? No, like, no, this is not me saying I'm a backstabber. It's saying I ran into so many that I decided to tell my story about it. But I got tired of telling that story. It's like, how hard is it to tell Honor Riley? I'm making apparel to honor my city. What inspires you the most and keeps you motivated? My family, man. Nothing inspires me more than my family, man. I mean, I could say, oh, these women, bro. I want to make it so I can have all these girls with me in the club popping bottles. Nah, man. My um, my dad just turned 70, man. My mom, she's 60. I want to be able to retire my parents, man. We were sitting downstairs, sitting downstairs when they talking. And it was like, yeah, we think we want to retire in Puerto Rico. When you going to take us, when you going to come home and just give us two plane tickets to Puerto Rico and say, all right, y'all got a house there now. Get out of here. Go sit down somewhere. You know what I'm saying? I really want to put my parents in a position where they don't have to work anymore. And uh, my mom's big into philanthropy, man. I, and I, I know first time I make a foundation, I already know I'm working on that, making a foundation in my um my aunt's name who passed her sister and let her run it man my mom loves giving back i think that's where i get it from and um i want to be put in a position of power where i can let him retire let my dad chill he's worked so hard man he retired from his job 32 years he was there a manager his job cutting hair he has a barbershop and running this cleaning service so like i said when he hustled he hustles 
So um, I want to be able to give them what they gave me, man, a great life and return the favor to them, take care of my sisters. I got three sisters uh, who love expensive things. So uh, <laughs> I would love to be able to just retire my family, man. That's when you can really, you know what I'm saying, really make it. That's my definition of success is when you can um, take care of your family and everybody around you. And then um, put my, my friends on, man. I got a lot of friends who work in dead-end jobs, man. And tell them, look. Yo, you run this store. I'm gonna move you to LA. I'm running you move to you to New York. Run this store for me. You know what I'm saying? So um I got a lot of people around me that I, I want to see successful and I want to take care of my family. So that's my biggest inspiration, hands down. Man, that's huge, man. That's huge. So um everybody that watched the show, they know I, I call myself the culture change agent because at the end of the day, we're doing all this stuff. Um, honestly, so we can kind of impact the audio waves of people that are driving, that are listening and working. Um to really steer change. And um, this leads us to the next question. If you could change one thing about society, most specifically our African-American culture, what would it be? Oh, man, I would uh, love to change us, man. Our, our image we project. man. That, that would be my first thing with this whole uh, these incidents going on. And um, you know I'm saying Missouri and everything. My thing, I would love to change our image, man. We have to pull our pants up, you know what I'm saying? We have to uh, get our, keep our hair fresh, you know what I'm saying? I was listening to the radio the other day, oh, cut dreads off, do this, do that, man. You can't change people's dreads. That's that's a black thing, you know what I'm saying? Just be neat, you know what I'm saying? Tuck it. Please pull your pants up, man. The sagging thing is just, that might be the biggest one, man, but just watching dudes walk down the street with a $350 Gucci belt with your pants at your knees, man, like, why are you showing the whole world your butt? Like, you know what I'm saying? Why are your boxes out? Why, why are you doing that? Like, just the image we project, man. I would love to get back to the old days, man. You know what I'm talking about, the uh, days where everybody wore suits. You know what I'm saying? Like, why can't we be getting to that in competition? Who got the freshest suit? Like, I would love to just change the image of black men and black women um, in society, man. Because uh, we, we bring a lot of this upon ourselves, man. We really do. We really do, man. Uh, uh, I'm not saying the cops are right. I'm not saying that at all. It's a lot of, a lot of them are wrong. But if you don't give them the idea that you're, doing this or doing that or living a certain lifestyle, things might be different, man. So if that's the first thing I would change about my African-American culture, it would be the image we project, man. Man, shoot. That's huge, man. That's huge. So so we about to wrap it up, man. We, it's been a, a pleasure having you in the show. And before we kind of get the audience where they can find more information about you and your social media information, all that good stuff, I want you to see, I want you to give one last piece of parting advice for everybody that, that listening and tuning in for the show today. Okay, well, my parting advice would be touch back on to finding your own niche, doing finding something you're comfortable with and sticking to that, staying in your lane, man. I see so many people out here with, with good ideas, but it just doesn't it doesn't scream them. Like nobody in the world can say James isn't into fashion and doesn't love shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like with Greg, if it was you for instance, I'd be like, Greg, you need to get into designer suits. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, Greg, I'm about to drop this uh, upscale apparel line. I want to love dressing up. You love suits. You know what I'm saying? Just as much as I love clothes. So stick to what is a part of your look, your image, and what you enjoy. Find your own, find your own niche. Stick with it, and invest in yourself. Man. Invest in yourself. You know what I'm saying? The first step to accumulation of wealth is investing in yourself. So, I mean, it might cost money in the beginning, but if you're passionate about it, put your uh, time and energy into it, man, and invest in yourself and do something you're passionate about, man. I know Greg is passionate about public speaking and changing the culture, man. 
And that's what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? I know our other boys, you know what I'm saying? D is passionate about working out. Bobby Drake is passionate about music. You know what I'm saying? My boy Johnny is passionate about DJing. So so do what you enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Don't work another job you don't enjoy where you we come to your job and we can tell on your face the, the utter look of distaste and, 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 you know what I'm saying, that you don't want to be there. Don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Where you hate going to work, you dread going to work. Do what you enjoy, and you'll never work a day in your life. It's not a day that goes by, and I don't be like, man, I hate selling T-shirts. I did not say that. I'm like, man, I'm, let's go get this work. They're going to get this work. You know what I'm saying? I got this crazy design I'm about to drop. They're going to love this one. That's huge, man. That's huge. So, so dog, we to wrap it up, man. So, hey, where can everybody find more about if they want to buy some Honor Raleigh stuff, more about Honor Raleigh? And where can they find you out in the web and in social media? Okay, bet. Um, we'll start with the Honor Raleigh Instagram. It's honor.raleigh. Um, you got my personal Instagram, King James 919 You got the website, honorraleigh.bigcartel.com. Um, you can buy all your apparel there. I have free shipping, everything online. You know what I'm saying? The whole nine. Um, you can come on my store, Fort. That's where you can find me. That's real, man. So shoot, we about to wrap it up, man. It was a pleasure, a pleasure, and an honor, <laughs> to, <laughs> to, an honor. To, to have you on our show, man. And I look forward to collaborating in the future with you, man. Continue doing what you do and doing great things, man. And we're going to catch you on the flip side, bro. Appreciate it, man. No problem, dog. And that will do it for another episode of the Minority Trailblazer podcast. Thank you you to each and everyone for listening to the episode please be sure to rate us on itunes uh, please give us feedback definitely reach out to me at greggy hill on any social media platform and to find all the future episodes or not the future to find all the past episodes you can go to www.greggyhill.com backslash mt podcast and it will show you all the episodes. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for bearing with us because I will be honest, this show, we had a bit of technical difficulties. A lot was going on, but we just had to get it done. So thank you. Thank you, James and Anna Raleigh for your time. He actually has a new storefront. So check out the Instagram for that location and the details. Like we always do it. Like we always do it. Like we always do it. I need you to do one thing for me. Change the culture. Good night, America.